Hello, and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Balance. When sitting in the witness box after being sworn in or affirming your evidence, you'll be asked questions by your legal representative concerning your position and views. After you, your examination in chief, what follows is cross-examination. Fully aware of the barrage of questions that will be asked of you, how do you muster the self-control to remain calm during a process that can be lengthy? It's not something that is easy to do, particularly if you feel nervous or inexperienced at giving evidence, whilst at the same time being scrutinised by everyone in the courtroom. You know that the, the examination in chief is the easy or less difficult part of giving evidence, but that the challenging part, cross-examination, is what lies waiting for you immediately afterwards. What you tell yourself in those moments before the questions begin and how you steady yourself and take charge of your feelings, emotions and thoughts is all vital to the manner in which you give evidence. You have to manage any feelings of anxiety and dispel thoughts of doubt and uncertainty from your mind. Here it is vital that you are able to self-soothe yourself, remaining calm but also fully prepared to express your evidence. It is, I think, helpful to consider your time in the witness box as your opportunity to showcase your knowledge, skills, attitude and experience. Adopting the kind of attitude where you see your time in the witness box as your opportunity to display what you have to offer places you psychologically in a much more positive frame of mind than when you see it as an ordeal you're forced to endure. When you view your given evidence as something imposed upon you, it shows in the manner in which you present, and giving evidence is, if nothing else, highly exposing. How you feel, your demeanour, and the way you choose to think about what you are there to do makes all the difference in the way you come across or present on the day. Now, of course, your presentation whilst in the witness box is dependent on far more than, than attitude and manner, in which you respond to questions. It is dependent upon the painstaking assessment and hours of preparation you undertook prior to attending court. The diligent efforts you put in into reading all the documents, making note of all the, the questions you needed to raise with the relevant people, and ultimately forming clear conclusions about what is in the best in the child's best interest, is what should help you with the confidence you require, or provide you with the confidence you require in the witness box. Your preparation and practice of both perfecting your arguments and maintaining a calm emotional state and attitude are all essential prior to attending court. But once you have completed all the preparatory work, the stage is now set for you to exhibit your skill, experience and ability to influence the judge via your keen observation, attention to detail, adroit, child-focused responses and well-balanced, cogent arguments. There really is so much to think about when giving evidence, but the vast majority of your thoughts need to have been fully weighed and considered before attending court. By the time you attend court, your focus has to centre on matters such as your internal state of mind. At this point, it is vital that you are able to maintain as fully as possible a state of inner calmness, because your ability to answer questions put to you will be contingent on you remaining in an emotionally well-balanced state. 
This is because when your emotions are triggered or hijacked in any way, it is not possible for you to properly access that part of the brain, the cortex, that enables you to think clearly, answer complex questions and offer detailed, convincingly argued responses. The lower parts of your brain are less sophisticated and react emotionally emotionally to stimulus instead of being able to think about the issue prior to responding. The cortex, on the other hand, is the part of the brain that allows you to manage dealing with higher functions such as demonstrating poise, responding appropriately to complex matters by thinking, understanding, reflecting, reasoning and pertinent communication. The key to being able to skillfully execute answering questions lies in your ability at all times to maintain as close to perfect balance with regard to your emotional state. Think about or visualise yourself positioned on a large ball. You're standing on just that part of the ball where you've achieved near to perfect balance. If you begin to stray more than an inch or two in any direction, your balance will be jeopardised, resulting in you falling off the ball. Once you fall off the ball, it is extremely difficult to regain your position or of balance, and in any event, in terms of your performance in court, the harm to your presentation will already have been done. Falling off the ball is synonymous with losing your equilibrium. Losing your emotional sense of balance means that you have lost the ability to answer questions in an influential way, and having done so, it is near to impossible to regain your sense of inner calm whilst in the witness box. That is why a considerable amount of effort needs to be directed to practicing staying calm, staying in a calm state of mind until it becomes habitual. In exactly the same way that balancing your weight on a large ball requires a lot of consistent practice before you become proficient at doing so, the same level of practice and preparation needs to be devoted to maintaining a healthy balance in connection with your emotional state. Being balanced and able to regulate emotions then is key to managing your ability to listen and answer questions put to you. Whilst answering questions put to you, it's also necessary to show that you have weighed the evidence well and demonstrated your skill at addressing all the relevant issues and forming conclusions that secure the child's best interests currently and throughout their childhood. But in addition, giving evidence demands that you constantly make decisions concerning if when and how you respond to those cross-examining you. When engaged in giving evidence, every step you make has to be carefully weighed and balanced before you make it. Speaking to, to, prior to thinking is guaranteed to be taken advantage of by anyone cross-examining you. And if you're not alert and in full control of yourself, you can end up reacting to a barrister's remarks prior to them even asking you a question. Your ability to listen Think on your feet, make accurate decisions swiftly and convey responses in a courteous professional manner are all being carefully examined. Giving evidence competently requires of you the capacity to manage a number of skills well. In addition to ably managing your thoughts and feelings, you have to be able to listen fully to questions, reflect on the issues and have the poise or presence of mind to identify examples of evidence which support your arguments or conclusions. Whilst doing all of the above, you also have to be aware of where the questions you are being asked may be taking you. Barristers have an arsenal of weapons at their disposal, and one of these weapons includes setting or laying traps you are likely to fall into 
if you do not remain vigilant concerning where the questions are or may be leading you. Here again, you are called upon to display poise and, and balance, in that you have to be conscious concerning where your questions may be leading, but not to the extent that you fail to answer questions adequately and provide the judge with compelling reasons to be influenced by your evidence. To give evidence and manage cross-examination proficiently, you have to develop a level of self-mastery in relation to your ability to balance various skills, communicate your evidence, thoughts and views in a way that provides the judge with compelling reasons to prefer your evidence over anyone else's. Balance in giving evidence is as, a, is as imperative as developing balance in your personal life. Without a sense of balance in your life, all areas such as your health, relationships, business and finance suffer. Lack of balance is associated with high ang higher anxiety, poor mental health and various phys physical health issues such as heart disease and strokes. Lack of work-life balance is a contributory factor in dissatisfaction with all types of work roles, giving rise to the build-up of stress, ill health, burnout and workers leaving their jobs. Having balance in your life is synonymous with health and harmony and under all circumstances it is beneficial to your well-being. The only possible exception to this relates to when you fall in love. When you fall in love with a man, woman or an idea, your sense of balance goes out the window. You can't be deeply in love with someone or something and at the same time exhibit balanced, well-reasoned behaviour. Falling in love can make you obsessive, but if you're in love with someone or something that provides you with long-term happiness, then there's every chance that you can produce something of phenomenal value. When you fall in love with an idea that's worthy of all your time and immersion, don't be surprised if you unleash your inner genius and create something worthy of supreme adulation. Until next time.